These are Extra Breaths, coming to you straight from the lungs of Ben Mudge, a.k.a. Thor. In episode 3 of Straight From The Lungs, Ben spoke about how cystic fibrosis is a driving force for bodybuilding, and how he loves inspiring other people with CF. Here's more from him. The first thing I tell them to look at is their nutrition, because nutrition is the most important thing when it comes to changing your body composition and your health. Without the correct fuel, your body is just a shell of what it could be. And there's been studies shown that in high fiber diet actually increases lung capacity and helps reduce lung infections, which gives me a real incentive to eat my greens. Something like that is, is a big part of it, but nutrition is gonna be a huge, huge part of what you do. You cannot expect to build a fortress without bricks, and the, the nutrition are those bricks. You get a lot of people who have been told by nutritionists at the CF clinic that are oh, high, high fat, high sugar diet. The reason they're being told that is because that's the easiest way to get calories in. Fat and sugar are the easiest way to put on weight, but not muscle. We're trying to put on muscle tissue because muscle tissue is good for you. It keeps you healthy. It keeps you lean. It keeps you hormonally balanced, especially if you're looking to have kids with cystic fibrosis because I know a lot of people with cystic fibrosis obviously struggle to conceive children. And if I'm hormonally a mess, that's going to make that process a lot more difficult. So being on top of my nutrition is a huge component to that. I'm not touting that I eat perfectly all the time because that's just not true. 80% of my foods come from nutrient-dense foods, chicken, turkey, single ingredient foods, uh, potato, rice, spinach, kale, blah, blah, blah. And then 20%, again, roughly, it's not exactly this, but it comes from foods I enjoy. And that makes it not a diet, that makes it a nutrition plan. Whenever you start eliminating things from your diet, so your nutrition plan, it becomes a diet and becomes a short-term thing and become, it, it has a start and an end point, which that's obviously not what we want. We want something that's maintainable, it's sociable, there's no stress, you haven't got people nattering in your ear saying, oh, just take a biscuit, take a biscuit and stop eating lettuce. You know, it's a myriad of things that are associated with nutrition, but primarily with people with cystic fibrosis, the goal should be to put on muscle tissue, because again, that has a big knock-on effect of more muscle, better metabolism the more food you can eat you know hormonal balance is going to be a lot better yeah so that nutrition is a big big part of it and percentage wise it's 100% training is 100% rest is 100% there's no this is more important than this than this and this all of them are as important as each other but if you're going to put a precedence on one of them it's going to be nutrition you without without nutrition the other two they don't matter training again find a basic plan youtube's fantastic i've put up nearly 150 videos on youtube copy one of my plans you know, just find a basic plan to follow do not overcomplicate training Training does not need to be overcomplicated, especially if you're starting out. Your body does not need that much stimulus to achieve the results you want because essentially all you're doing in the gym is breaking down the muscle tissue and then you're when you get out, you're then fueling that muscle to then grow back and stronger and adapt to what you've put it through, the stress you put it through. So again, that's where nutrition comes in. You, you know, you're digging the ditch and then you're using the nutrition to fill it up a little bit higher every time. And then the third aspect would be rest. Rest is probably the most overlooked aspect of trying to change your body composition. You know, put on muscle tissue, reduce body fat, whatever. It's so overlooked. I sleep at least eight hours every night. If that means I have to go to bed earlier or I have to sleep in to 10 or whatever, I will do that. I'm lucky that my job allows me to do that. I honestly put my amount of rest down to why I'm as healthy as I am. So none of this early morning, you know, sleep when you're dead things because if you do that, you're going to be dead a lot sooner. <laughs> So you can sleep as much as you want then, but rest is a huge component of why I'm as healthy as I am. I don't really know what everyone else is doing. I only know what I do and I know how hard I work. So I don't know if what I'm doing is more effort than the guy next to me or I just know that this is how hard I need to work to progress and go forward. So in terms of my CF, no, 
I don't think I have to work harder than people with CF. I just make myself work harder. We have no idea. It's just like saying, what does it feel like to have bigger hands? I don't know. Because my hands are the size they are, you know, it's, it's hard. It's more of a psychological thing. If you're psychologically weak or mentally weak, then yeah, anything's going to be feel a lot harder. But CF affects me mentally more than anything, more than physically. The one thing I'll always thank my mum for is my stubbornness. I, I definitely got that from my mum. Stubborn, persistent, whatever way you want to label it, I, I got that from my mum. If I want something, it's hard to stop me from getting it. CF just gives me another kick up the bum when it comes to that, which is uh, it's always good. I give CF the right amount of time that it needs in terms of treatments, in terms of recovery. I give it exactly how much it needs and then cut it off. I don't give it any more time than it deserves or it needs because then that's my time. There's nothing I can do about the past. You know, you have to just look at what you can do tomorrow to then make sure that you're going in the direction you want to be in. But in terms of my weight, I remember being stuck. This is in first year, so I was 11 or 12. I remember being stuck at five stone. That's light. You know, I'm, I'm 13 something now. Every time I got on the scales, I was just like, because oh, there's a big presence for me to gain weight. You know, stepping on the scales and be like, I'm still five stone. I'm still five stone. I'm still five stone. And then eventually it started creeping up and up again because I was going through puberty and stuff. I was getting heavier Anyway, when I was about 18 and started training, the weight just kept coming on. It was muscle tissue I was putting on. I was putting on, you know, significant amount of muscle tissue because I was training. I was at that age where my testosterone was through the roof. So, I, you know, my body was just putting it on and on and on. You know, a lot of people look at me and go, oh, you've always been like that. No, I haven't. I've not always been like this. My legs have not been this size. My arms and my chest and my back didn't come out like this. Flip me, my mum would be dead if it was. It's been hard work, but people don't see that. You know, people just judge you immediately and go like, oh, it's just genetics. Nah, it's not. You know, it's part of it, but it's not the whole picture. To be honest, it is vanity. You know, I want to look, I want to feel like I look good because, and you know, I'm not going to lie. Anybody who says it's not part vanity is, is lying. Everybody's vain to a certain extent. Everyone wants to look good. Everyone wants to feel good. But the one thing I'm trying not to adhere to is this, you know, idea that all my photos are airbrushed. I don't put any filters on my photos. I try to present the realest version of me that I can. And I talk about that quite frequently. The, the, the kind of falseness of social media leads you to believe that there's these perfect beings out there who eat perfectly, train perfectly, have these amazing lives that are in the sun and they're walking around with their shirts on that, that's just not real it comes from the fact that I want to be a superhero I've got a Captain America shield on this wall I've got Deadpool posted there I'm obsessed with him from, from a very young age so the fact that I'm now kind of resembling what I looked up to as a child to me is amazing like I, I kind of catch myself in the mirror and go when did this happen? you know so social media to a certain degree is for me to kind of look at it and it does it inspires me it inspires me to work harder it kind of gives me a little bit of a, a kick sometimes when I'm like yeah you, you've, you've done well keep going though. Again, one thing that kind of is unexpected is the fact that, you know, some people are looking at my profiles and taking inspiration from them. That is just a kind of a very nice byproduct of it, to be honest. Uh, it's not something I initially went, yeah, I'm going to set this up so that people can find me as a role model because I don't think anyone in their right mind goes, I'm a role model. Let's show everybody how, how much of a role model I am. You know, it's not something that many people go out planning to do. I have no idea that people would find me inspirational. As far as I'm aware, I'm just a guy. I don't consider myself special. I don't consider myself better than anybody else. I just work. I work hard and if people are inspired by what I do, then to be honest, that's an honour. It's, it's an amazing feeling. Vanity is just the easier way of me explaining it, but I think we live in a society where, especially in the UK anyway, where if you're proud of something you've done, there is such a fine line between pride and arrogance. And people in the UK, especially in Northern Ireland, just do not see that line. They're just like, you're arrogant. You show any pride in what you do, you're arrogant. I'm proud of what I've built. This is physically me building. People don't know the depth of you know, where I'm coming from, so people just look at me, look at that vein. He's got abs, big whoop. He's just, a, you know, just self-absorbed. And I'm like, well, that's not where it's coming from. You know, I grew up and I was always skinny. 
was always a small kid. I never got picked for rugby. You know, I played rugby all throughout high school. Never got picked because I was too small. You know, I bumped into some of the guys who got picked ahead of me now, and I'm twice the size of them. I'm proud of the fact that I've worked this hard. You know, I'm proud that I've put in the time when, you know, a lot of people couldn't be bothered. They couldn't be bothered going down and spending time. And it physically hurts. Training hurts. It's You have to go through pain to achieve the results. It is very hard whenever you put up a picture and people are like, you're just like, no, you're just vain. I'm proud. There's a difference. People don't see that. In the bodybuilding industry, steroids are very, very, very common. And it becomes, after a while, when you're in that industry, it becomes normal. Everybody's doing it, so you're like, well, well I'll start doing it. That was the biggest contributing factor for me to not do it, because I wanted to be able to speak to these parents of these kids you know, over social media and stuff and say, look, what I have done is 100% achievable to your kids. And I can look at them in the eye and be like, yeah, that is. I've not taken anything. There's nothing that I've done that no one else can do. I'm not special. I just worked hard. That was a big, big factor in me deciding to kind of stay away from that end of the industry. I never want people to meet me and go, well, that's a bit of a letdown. You know, there's been like two or three people now who've met me who've seen me on Facebook or YouTube or something and gone, oh, you're actually bigger than real life than I thought. That was the nicest thing you could say to me because it's usually the other way around. You know, people are trying to make themselves look bigger and then when you see them in real life, you're like, oh, you're actually quite small. <laughs> I actually had a guy saying to me who doesn't have CF going, I know I want a scar across my stomach because it looks badass. Does he know what that means? And I was like, you know what? No, that's cool. This guy thinks a scar, you know, something that a lot of people will be very self-conscious about. He thinks it's cool because of his you know, association with me. And I was like, that's badass. That is so cool. So yeah, I said to them, yeah, keep, keep the scars. Make sure that, because a, a photographer did remove my scars once and it really annoyed me. Macoliomitis, um, the one across my abdomen when I was just born. And then I've got a scar on my chest, just about here. I've got a scar in my right elbow and then about halfway up my forearm. And then I've got one on my throat. And again, they're just from, from birth, from just kind of a, some of the more abrasive surgeries that I had to go through when I was born. Non-related CF, I've got an ACL repair, a scar in my right knee, and I've also got a hernia, a scar in my groin, which are non-CF related, but um, they're just stories. Treatment is episode three of Straight From The Lungs, which you can listen to at our website, lungspodcast.co.uk.